Welcome to Parent Tips with Pastors Ron and Lori Termali of Legacy Church RI. If you are a parent seeking some guidance for raising kids in today's world, this podcast is for you. Pastors Ron and Lori will draw from over 40 years of experience as parents, grandparents, and pastors, as well as former daycare directors, to help parents deal with the challenges of raising successful, faith-filled children and youth. You will also hear from different guests to discuss real-life situations and answer questions you may have. Make sure to share parent tips with your friends, and together, let's build the next generation of godly young people. Now, here's Pastors Ron and Lori. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining in to today's podcast on Parent Tips. Uh, This is an awesome time where we just gather with different couples to discuss the reality of parenting. And, uh, you know, none of us claim to be uh, experts. We're just real people who've had real kids. And I believe from drawing from God's Word, drawing from truths, and wisdom that that we've gained over the years. Maybe some of you will be helped by this. So I encourage you to join in on these podcasts. Uh, take some time every week because we can all learn to be better parents. Well, today we're going to be talking about parent tips number four. And the title of this parent tip is There's No Such Thing as a Bad Child. Um, I'm here with um, three wonderful people. One being my my wife, Lori, um, another couple here, a great married couple that we've known uh, since they were in diapers, I think. No, I'm not. I'm only kidding. But uh, they were very young when we first started uh, uh, really ministering to Chris and Kristen Bodwin. Uh, They used to be in our youth group, but they are now older and uh, they beat us in the number of children that they have. But why don't we start maybe... Chris and Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself and and your family. Chris? Uh, Thanks for having us. Um, Well, we've been part of this church for, I've been part of this church for uh, 31 years last December, and um, that's where... And the church has survived. (laughs) The church has survived. Um, uh, And we've been, we we met here, Uh, we we got married here, we we have six kids while we're here, so I mean, God is really blessed us in that way but um and how about Kristen how long have you guys been married and and what's been the the um, the greatest challenge of your married life well we've been married uh this July will be 25 years for us wow. it's our 25th anniversary wow. coming up and uh I used to tell people that the thing I loved about Chris when we were dating is he's so funny. He was he so really funny. Is. And yeah. I'd say the challenge now I tell people is there is no off button. <laughs> <laughs> There's no off button. So that's been the challenge. You've been blessed. Yes. Yeah, you have been, Chris, and, and you've been br- blessed, Chris. Well, you know, here we are with a couple with six kids. Um, my wife, Lori, and I, as many of you know, we have three children, but they're all grown and, uh, and we've overcome a lot of the challenges of raising children. Uh, but you guys are still in it. Uh, Kristen, I'll go to you because women are much better at this. What's the age of your children? Well, we have five boys and one daughter, our princess. Um, my oldest is 23. We have a 19-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 6-year-old, and my daughter is four. Wow. And what's the time difference from your daughter to the child before? Uh, my oldest was 19 when she was born. Wow. So, Chris, um, tell us that story. How'd that happen? 
<laughs> that was God. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, she even saved clothes from uh, when when we she was pregnant with our oldest. So, so you um, had five boys. Yes, and then nineteen years later, we finally had our girl. So, and that was something that your wife really wanted. Oh, we both wanted both that did. bad. Yeah, and we that, have been praying for years, yes. and we had her name since our first son was born. Saved. Wow. Yes. wow. That sounds a little bit like my story. Mm. I had just two boys and wanted a daughter, and I had her name picked out, and that was my heart's desire, and I just couldn't shake it. But we had to be in agreement to go for number three, and that took nine years before my husband was in agreement to go for number three. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, true. Carissa is his favorite child. So That's true. We all know that. And she, yes. and she put that as uh, her name in my phone, <laughs> Carissa, my favorite child. And so... Um, but what a what a what an amazing family that you guys have, and I know um, when you have one two children, it's not easy. But having six children, it's quite a, a challenge, isn't it? Yes. And a, and quite an accomplishment to to see probably what most of them in the house of the Lord, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're working on a we're working on one to try to get him back into into the church, but. Uh, our uh, one of, one of ours just came back in, and uh, he's with his wife and and uh, our first grandchild, and so we're just really watching God work in their well, lives. You know, we're here we're here with um, people who have actually raised children, um, and we've all seen the ups ups and downs. Even as believers, um, you know, I think the greatest um, desire of a, a Christian parent's heart is that their children would know Christ. And uh, be part of the church, and uh, and and it's good that God is gracious, and uh, He never gives up on any of us, and so we never give up on our children. So uh, I'm going to read this parent tip. Uh, you can also read along by going to LegacyChurchRI.com forward slash parent tips, and this is parent tip number four. There's no such thing as a bad child. So I'll read this. And, uh, and then we'll have a little discussion. Uh, the truth is Psalm 127.3 that we're drawing from. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Amen. And every child comes from God. We know that. And so if children are a gift from the Lord, there's no such thing as a bad child. There's We're born as sinners, but... God sees every child as a reward. So every child is a gift from God. And in, as we know, every child is a unique person. Every child is born with his or her own characteristics, personality, and tendencies. Uh, the, there are some traits passed down from generations past. Uh, do you guys notice that? that, that I know my wife does. <laughs> you know, uh, the good things come from her. We all know that. Okay. Of course. Right? Right. There are some traits passed down from generations past, but still every human being is created with their own spirit, their own will, gifts, and talents, and can be shaped. Um, would you agree with me that some children are easier shaped than others? Yes, for sure. For sure. And so would you, would you say um, that some of the characteristics that your children have are bent towards either husband or towards the wife? Oh, for sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely, um, you can see yourself in them. 
So wh- whether it's good or bad, you look and say, oh, that's me. And and so it kind of makes you reevaluate things even in yourself. That's good. It, it, many times children are a mirror yes. to show us the good, the bad, and the ugly right. that's in all of us, you know. Um, but the question here is, I won't read the whole parent tip, but can such a complex and wonderful creation, a human being, be molded into someone with a healthy identity and positive behavior patterns? Can a child be developed by his or her parents into a successful and godly adult, adult, or is everything predetermined by DNA and generational iniquities? Uh, here's a, it's a good question. Um, you know, how much influence do we have as parents versus just what the child is born with? You know, what, what do you think? Well, I have an example. One of my children growing up, I used to say he was so stubborn and I had a hard time disciplining him and even molding him. And I just had to pray really strongly. I was like, God, show me how this is a gift. Show Mm -hmm. me how this personality trait used in the right way can be a gift from you. And God really showed me that he was so stubborn, but once he knows the truths of God, he will not be shaken. That, that he will be a firm believer. And so I really had to see the traits that frustrated me or mm-hmm. upset me, that this was a gift somehow that I needed to train my child and use that as a gift somehow. And I had to do the, the work to figure out what that gift was. Wow, that, that's a great revelation because, um, you know, our, our strengths yeah. are often our weaknesses. But the traits of our of a human being are from God many times. Um, and obviously some are from the carnal nature, which is sinful, but some of the strongest traits like being strong willed yeah. can be a negative. Right. But if you look at it and say, boy, this child, once they get it though, yeah. like once they understand, you know, what a Christian is, it'll be hard to change this person's Christian identity yeah. because they're so strong in their will. Right. So, and and what you said, Kristen, the challenge is is for us as parents mm-hmm. to try to shape and mold, and that's the challenge. Yeah. Sometimes I I think strong-willed children have a real mantle of leadership on them. Yeah. They're strong. Um, they're our leader, even when they're a little two or three year old. Like everyone seems to follow them, whether they do something good or bad. So they. Even children, I believe, even are gifted with the mantle of authority and leadership. Yes. And sometimes the hardest children to discipline and to kind of, you know, put back on track, um, they are the very ones that God's going to use in the future if they stay on track to be a great leader. Um, and many people will follow them if they follow hard after Christ. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm going to read this next section of the parent tip. Um, you know, we're talking about there's no such thing as a bad child. There used to be a TV program called Nanny 911. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Um, and this documentary followed the lives of parents who were dealing with out-of-control children. And the super nanny was called into a parent's home on a 911 emergency basis. And the parents can no longer deal with their child or the children's behavior patterns, so they call this nanny. And as you begin to watch the program, your initial reaction is empathy towards yeah. the parents. Like, oh my goodness, you know, this parent has a, a demon in the house. <laughs> but um, 
And it appears that, well, these poor parents, they were dealt a bad hand, you know, where there is such thing as a bad child, you know. But you begin to, as you begin to think that the child was born with serious issues of rebellion, anger, and disobedience, you start to see that um, many times it's a lack of understanding on how to parent certain characteristics that a child has. And so uh, the 911 program, the anti-911 program moves along and you begin to realize the problem um, is not the child but insufficient and or terrible parenting skills. And so nanny 911 begins to adjust the child's behavior by changing the parent's behavior. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so how does this relate to us as parents have have we like do we grow as parents you know because we've never like can you have a, a child you've never done this before right and um i don't know if you guys worry i mean i think you could probably answer this question too maybe and have a different answer but chris and, and kristen did you have great parents that showed you the pattern by which the parent, or were they, you know, okay but weak parents? No, I, I had I had a pretty solid uh, childhood as far as my parents went. Okay. I mean, they they were they were married sixty years, and uh, they they had a very good relationship with each other. I and mean, we we both come from two totally different backgrounds as far as it goes with that. Uh, but I I noticed uh, like when we, you the, the thing is that worked with you as a child aren't necessarily going to work with you as a parent like especially when you have more kids what i didn't understand like because i'm the youngest of 11 what i didn't understand that is each kid yeah each each one of our children has a different personality Mm -hmm. so maybe what works with one isn't going to work with the other and so it challenges you as a parent to say god you got to help me figure this out because the way i discipline or the way i love them is not received the same with number two or number three or number four and mm-hmm. so you're constantly learning how to be a better parent or know. how to make mistakes yeah. did you ever feel guilty oh absolutely yes. Yeah. yes because in the moment there are times where you just you lose your cool and you're like i messed up again now i'm gonna mess up my kids mm-hmm. and you forget that you know god's grace will cover but in right. the moment it it's feels hard. really like a a big weight to carry that I'm responsible for their walk, their growth. It's right. it's a lot of weight to carry. How about Lori when um one of our children was really getting rebellious and and we're like, you know, what do we do <laughs> wrong, right? Well, ultimately there are some times when you just have to bring it to the Lord. Yeah. Yes. Because you know that you're doing all that you can that you know to do to be a good godly parent and there's just other outside influences that can come and just bring your child a little bit down the wrong path and it's at that time that you have to really uh you know bombard heaven with your prayers mm-hmm. as parents um go in their rooms pray over their rooms while they're sleeping we would pray over them and put oil on their pillow and you know um we did what we had to do in the spiritual realm and use our spiritual weapons to come against plans of the enemy to try to de, you know, uh, derail our kids from right. the path of God. You know, what I f- found is I didn't have really good parents. You know, I have great parents from, a, they were loving, they were kind, they were not abusive or anything like that. But they, 
were from a generation that they worked all the time. And so, um, you know, that's true. And, and so their lack of being involved uh, caused me to have like a real free, wild spirit. I just did whatever I wanted to do. And uh, and when I, you know, started parenting my children, um, I could look back and say, you know, I made mistakes. Yeah. You know, and I was learning along the way because I didn't have good mentors. But what we did have, uh, first I had my wife who had good mentors in her, her life, um, but uh, I didn't. So, but what we did have was was God's word. We had the church. Right. Um, we had other people that we can go to and ask them for prayer. Ask them, hey, what do I do? This is happening. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Right. And then we had the Holy Spirit because many times we pray, and the Lord would say, hey, you need to do this. You're not doing this, and you're not doing that. And I think that's one thing that um, we have as believers is God wants to help us parent. And yeah, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Um, but as long as we're like trying to get better mm-hmm. and we're trying to gain wisdom and gather wisdom, because the Bible says wisdom is supreme, one of my favorite scriptures, um, then God will work with what you have. But it's important that... Um, as good parents that we're always learning mm-hmm. and we're always right. practicing. I like what you said, Chris, it's like every child is different, you know? And, right. um, and so what, what did, what was your biggest challenge in like some of your children where it worked on some and not on the other? Like what, what'd you do about that? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, like, like, like you said, had said earlier, uh, they were like my parents they were hard workers they they did a great job at raising us but the personal the personal contact with them wasn't really there because i think they were afraid to uh give us favor one over the other Mm -hmm. so we all kind of got the same so i think we're coming into raising kids with that mentality not even realizing that that's on you you tend to to try to uh, even out the playing field where it, it's it's not even a matter of whether you can even it out it's a matter of finding what works i mean uh, like like Kristen was saying our oldest is very stubborn but our second oldest is very emotional and and so the way you were disciplining all these pat the, the past three or four years yeah. all of a sudden it shifts and this one is very very uh touchy very gets gets um very uh hurt easy easily so it it was sensitive. a challenge it was a challenge yeah sensitive and it, it was it was a challenge to kind of flip the switch i mean I, i'm more of the sensitive one and kristen's more of the uh, don't say stubborn <laughs> <laughs> strong yeah the strong yeah the strong-willed one um <laughs> but but I, I think uh this is when we kind of uh balance each other out as parents because she'll see something that maybe I'm doing wrong or, or she could say, Hey, I think maybe you should try a different approach in this. So we, we kind yeah. of, we're kind of able to almost give it, we give each other permission to kind of keep each other in check with that. So, so what you're saying, Chris is, is parenting for each child has to be personalized. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's some yes. things that, that you, you, that are general rules right. of the house, right. you know, at such and such a time, this is bad. 
everyone needs to brush their teeth. Yes. You know, you have certain rules. But then every child and how whatever struggles they're dealing with, whatever behavior issues they're dealing with, what works for one may not work for the other. Correct. Right? Yeah. And there are some times where we feel like one child is needing more attention than the other. Right now, he's started a tradition. He's having coffee on Saturday mornings with our 10-year-old. Wow. And he's not doing that with the other children, but we just see a need right now in him, that he's needing a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra yeah. attention. That's good. And so we evaluated that. And so he said, you know what? I'm going to set this time, this time aside and do this with him right now. And so and we've done different things. He looks forward to that. I know when my oldest was younger, he and I would go to the movies when there was this particular series came out. He and I would go and my husband will be jealous, but this was our thing. <laughs> yeah. It was just our thing. And so I really treasured that. I think he did too. And we have this special thing that he and I would do together. Right. And letting each one, especially when you have a lot, know that they're loved individually and not just as a group of children. Right. That's, that's really awesome. It's, it's it's very important because otherwise I think there ends up being where you're just you're you're known as a disciplinary. You're, yeah. you're yeah you're providing for them, but there's never really any personal interaction, which is so important for yeah. them to develop as a young person. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. and they need to know your heart and feel your heart. Yes, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most important yes. things is spending time with the kids. Um, something about you just doing. Uh, putting aside your agenda right. and just looking them in the eye and they're your only focus. Mm. It just does something in their heart. It's a connection. They know, they feel it. My dad loves me, my mom, like they are taking time right. with me. Even we believe in, we've said it before, family vacation time. Mm -hmm. These are memories that they'll have forever. And yeah. just like you said, one-on-one -on -one that you did with your son and, and you as well. Um, like those are precious moments. Mm that you'll treasure and they'll treasure the rest of their life. Yeah, my, my kids still bring up, you know, me walking them to Newport Creamery. You know, we take a long walk yeah. and it was just me and them, you know, me and the boys or me and Carissa would just walk to Newport Creamery, have an ice cream. But um, so a good question, I guess, to ask yourself, parents, is what am I doing that's special with each child? that they're going to remember? And what am I doing with each child that gives you opportunity to really have heart-to-heart -heart talks with them? Right. You know? Um, it has to be intentional, too, because yeah. I never really had that personal attention with my parents, like I said before. So I have to make the effort, and it's not always something that comes naturally, but I know how important it is, so I know I have to do this. This is something that's necessary. That's so, awesome. Yeah. You know, um, in the parent tip, it says, you are not born a good parent. Good parents are developed yeah. by learning, practice, work, and consistency. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, parents, something that we all have to be careful about, especially in the busy world that we're living in, that we get so busy with everything and we focus on a lot of other things. And then we might be doing a great job at work, um, running a business, um, you know, a hobby. But how about our children? You know, we need to really pay attention, be deliberate, like you said, Chris, focusing in on every child. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Your sons and daughters do not need perfection they need genuine love. Mm. 
That's, That's good. good. You know, your child needs to see you giving your best and improving in how you communicate with them, spend time with them, invest in them, pray with them, and ask for God to be involved in their lives. They need to see you working hard at being the best mom and dad you can be. Uh, do not let the guilt of past mistakes stop you from changing the future. You know, the devil wants to come and say, what's the use? I'm a terrible parent. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And and it's all, you know, self-condemnation, lies from the enemy. Even your weaknesses and mistakes can be used to teach your children the importance of learning from your weaknesses, learning from your mistakes, being honest about them, and improving and changing your behavior as a parent. I think one of the great things that a parent can do uh, with their children is when they have made a mistake, when you've blown up, when lost your temper, you know, um, acted not too much like a Christian, to be able to say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have behaved this way, I shouldn't have said this, or acted this, and you're teaching your children even that you're not perfect, right? but how do, how do, how do you repent? Right. And so you can teach your children how to repent. Modeling uh, repentance. Yeah, modeling repentance. Um, let's just end um, the last few minutes of this parent tip. Um, let's talk about your, your words and having power. Your words will either build up or destroy. Um, Matthew three seventeen, a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. And even Jesus needed to be affirmed hmm. by his father. Um, let's talk about words, the power of words. Uh, how do we communicate better with our children? What can we say? How can we say things in a way, even when we're uh, maybe disciplining them? How do we use our words so that they're not uh, cutting, damaging, but instructive, corrective, and healthy. Hmm. That's something that I had talked to some people about recently and just the difference between when something that they do is wrong. Instead of saying to them, um, what were you thinking? You know, and then just talking to them about their choices and, mm. and making better choices and what did you do and what could be the consequences of that. But instead of the like, what were you thinking? And just like... I don't know that to me, if someone said that to me, I'd feel really upset. And I don't know that I would even be able to think about my actions mm. as much as how that made me feel. And um, just everything that you speak over them. I mean, we even really believe choosing their names was a big thing because we felt like every time we say their name, we're speaking what that name means over them. That's good. And um, so we were really intentional even with choosing their names. Yeah. Um, names, because names could be a bad yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, there are some that we were like, nope, that's immediately <laughs> off the list. But, you know, um, my oldest son's name means honorable. And we just really thought that that was important. And our second son's name means praise. And, you know, for those who don't know, Chris is a worship leader. And we wanted that to be generational. We wanted to right. be specific about that and intentional. And so I just know, like you were saying, I can be really condemned sometimes when I feel like I've said the things that are cutting, mm -hmm. but um, I'll, I'll never forget one time Pastor Steve was speaking, and I recognized in myself that normally when he would give advice about being a parent, I would feel condemned and all the things that I messed up. And I don't know how God did it or when he did, but I just felt like, okay, 
this is what I need to work on now. And it was a flip that a switch that got flipped. And I just felt so excited to be like, okay, now when I hear these things, these are just my next way to grow. And the next thing I need to work on and my children are benefit for it. Yeah. And I was just excited about it to say, here we go. This is the next thing we can do. We've talked recently about something else that we want to implement in our households because we want to continue to be like, right. okay, what's the next thing we can do to make them better, to to teach them? You know, we're continually growing, so right. let's help them learn how to grow. Right. You know, um, we said is sometimes when we hear truth, it's cutting, right? Right. Yeah. And the devil wants us to be condemned by truth. Right. And, and the Lord wants us to be set free by yeah. truth. And because truth is a, a wonderful, probably the, the only truth that we have that can set people free is the wisdom of God from his word. So when we're hearing wisdom from his word and we're, we're not acting on it, the devil comes and says, you know, you're not good enough. Right. right? And he condemns you with truth. But Jesus comes and says, wait a second, receive the truth, yeah. apply it, and it will set you free and yeah. bring you know, good harvest into your life. Um, but it's a, it's a challenge because I, I think too, like many times, I know what you're saying, Kristen, where if we're, we're failing in an area mm-hmm. and, and we have a wound in that area, we know we're failing. And when someone comes and points out that wound, mm-hmm. right, they're coming as a doctor to bring healing. Yeah. But we can receive it as you're touching my wound. Yeah. Don't touch my wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's part of what we're talking about today is is we need to allow the weaknesses in our parenting to be brought to the surface and we have to look at them because our goal is to be better parents. Right. Right. And and our goal is to raise healthy, prosperous, successful children. Or did you want to say anything? No. Okay. Um so let let me end by saying this. Even if you do not feel qualified. Hmm which especially when you first start parenting, right? Who uh, does? Right? Who feels qualified? Right. But even if you do not feel qualified, you are ordained by God with the authority to train and lead your children. Amen. And it's okay to feel as though you may be failing at times because we all do. You know, you're not alone in this, parents, if you're listening. We all feel as though we're failing at times. But... Assess where you're at and look at your parenting and find help, get wisdom, listen to these parent tips, learn from them, and know you're not alone, that you can improve. You can improve because every child is a gift from God, as hard as they might be. Very true. You know. I I think also uh, we think that God gave our children to us because our children need us. But a lot of times we need the children because it brings out something in us and it breaks things off of us that wouldn't normally be taken, uh, broken off of us in the first place. So God knows what exactly what we need. So he, he puts these men and women in our lives to really shape us. We can learn a lot from our kids. You know, lots of times the kids will bring conviction to us. You know, I remember um, uh, one of my sons used to write little notes to us and uh, with all kinds of s- scriptural passages. 
explaining to us why we're wrong wow. and the decision that we're making, you know, and uh, or how we acted or reacted or words we said. And uh, he would he would write an entire dissertation <laughs> and with all kinds of scriptural content, and we would read it, you know, and and, and say uh, he's right. Yeah, we get convicted. <laughs> wow. and say, oh my goodness, he's absolutely right, you know. Uh, so we can learn from our wow. kids too, you know. <laughs> so anyway, well, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I encourage you as parents, uh, don't lose hope. Uh, always work on your parenting skills. Do the best you can. Um, be deliberate and trying to be a better parent and finding time to be to be with your kids and um and mostly um uh, know that god loves your kids more than you do yes and his grace is sufficient even when we fail god still loves your kids he's going to work on them too that's why he's our father who art in heaven and uh and just pray lord let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, God bless you. And we're going to close in prayer. Uh, Chris, would you pray for everyone listening? Absolutely. Lord, we thank you for our children. We thank you for the gift that they are to us. And we thank you for the opportunity of being able to raise kids, Lord, especially in the house of God, Lord, to bring them up in a place, God, that we have guidance and we have direction and we have those that are surrounding us and and, yes, and helping us yes, along this uh, along this path, God. Uh, we know that it takes a, a village yes. to raise a child, and, yes, and that's what the house of God is for. Yes, God. So we thank you for uh, giving us this opportunity. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, make sure you tune in next week. Have a great week.